I've missed you. I yeah. have missed you. I missed you, and it's going to be a good show. There are there are stories lined up for today, and I don't even know who should start. That's how excited I am. It's it's here. I'm in Seattle. I'm home. It's hot. It's sweaty. It, we've gone the most consecutive days ever with no rain in like 50 years. It's yeah, amazing. What, what is going on with that, by the way? I keep hearing all about this, and there's also wildfires breaking out all over the Pacific Northwest. Like, are you okay? No, no. I so I open up. We'll get to the story later, but I open up this app that I now have that tells me the. I'm gonna do it right now. I'm gonna do it. This is live. This is happening live. live. People. Okay. I'm gonna it. pull out my Nexus phone right okay. right now. Okay. And this thing will tell me the conditions of Seattle outside and how terrible it is. Not to mention that I'm bike riding nonstop outside in these conditions. Right. right now, the EQI, whatever that means, is 148, which is terrible. This means that it's unhealthy for sensitive groups. <laughs> but I want to mention to you, I want to mention to you that at 151, it is literally unhealthy for everyone. But we're at a 148 right now. And the particles in the air, the particle matter is currently at a 64. And let me tell you what that means, Danny, because yeah, you're I, like, James, you're just going to be I'm destroyed. On the, I'm on the edge of my seat right now. Like, what does that mean? Yeah. Is this algorithm a combination of, you know, temperature plus humidity plus like pollution? Like, what is the deal? So basically, it's the, the, the particle matter. It's for how much microscopic particles that are suspended in the atmosphere currently. And if that sounds terrifying, it's because it is. It's because like when you wake up in the morning, it's like, you know, when you go to a hotel and you know what I'm talking about, you wake up and like, you like wish you had an air purifier and just like, you're just like, oh, I just need to like go blow my nose and like my throat is all scratchy and you just hate your life. It's like that, but every day in our house, basically. What, why you is can't that? Even is, see it because of the, is it because of the dry spell? Like, I didn't know anything about this as far as the topic today. Like what, what, what's... What explain explain yourself? So it's a two factor authentication problem. Okay. The first problem. <laughs> this is like this is like when you get a push notification, but then like you're like oh it's like did it expire? And then you get another one. Oh, which one am I supposed to enter? I so know. here's what happened: is one, it's been this is the summer for us, so it is a balmy eighty degrees, and everyone is sweating. They're like oh it's so hot. Like, oh I can't handle it. You know what I'm talking about. 80 degrees it is unbearable. Well, it's hard for me and, to relate to this kind of thing because obviously, you know, I'm, you know, I'm from Arizona and, you know, I say 120 degrees and people, people like, I, I once saw somebody try to stab themselves just because I said it was 120 degrees where I lived and then I stopped them. I mean, that's a made up story, but you get the point. It's a, but of course, as you know, it's dry heat really. So as long as you're not dumb enough to, you know, get lost in the desert or wander out in the sun, usually you can make it through the Arizona summers and, and um, just try not to go in and out of your car. But, you know, the humidity in places is, is a game changer. Yeah, and it's actually not too bad here. And to be honest, and I just because I lived in Arizona for so many years, the actual humidity is like less than 50. So it's not bad at all. But people here freak out. They get real like they're like getting portable AC units like AC doesn't exist here really in the houses. It's all like other things. So anyways, we're in the heat of the summer here in Arizona, this drought essentially that's happening. And by drought, I mean precipitation has not fell from the sky in some time. And then up in Canada land, essentially right now, there are some um, some um, forest fires that are going on. People have been evacuated. And what's happening is it's all got sucked down into Seattle, so much so that, one, it's unhealthy to go outside and do strenuous activities, but mm. whatever, I'm going to ride my bike. Anyways, you can't tell me uh, particle matter me. in the air. Hashtag, hashtag John Locke. You can't tell me what I can't do. <laughs> can't tell me exactly you know you know how i am and then 
So now what's crazy is like, yeah, if I take a photo of the Seattle skyline, you, you can barely even see it because there's so much haze in the air. Wow. In fact, I was demoing my weather app that is like my default weather app and the current like condition outside is smoky. <laughs> That's a condition now. It used to be a, a flavor of beef jerky. Now it's a no, now smoky. it's a condition outside of Seattle. Flavor yes, of beef jerky. Like- maybe they could do that. Maybe maybe next they could add teriyaki. Could you ask them if they could go from smoky to teriyaki? I also saw a ca- saw a cowboy style. If you get Umberto's mm-hmm. um, beef jerky, so anyway, I digress. Very good. Yeah, but, so that's uh, what's happening. That is. Well, that's though that is Seattle. That's scary, and you know, I hope that you make it through all the all the toxins in the air and and the particle matter and insert another word that makes me sound like I'm um, in a in an Avengers sequel. But okay, I'm really excited to tell you my story. Can I go? Can I go? Yeah, hit me, hit me. Okay, so my story is Danny got a new coffee set up. I know. No, you didn't. The no, game you has, didn't. The game has changed, everybody. And oh the game goodness. changed uh, when... So, okay, here, first of all, this is partly a story where, you, where you're going to shun me and then you're going to be proud of me in the end. So it's going to... I'll Tarantino it for you. I've had okay, this new coffee set up for a month and a half since Father's Day, and I haven't used it. Shaking um, head. I know. So you're shaking your head. I Tarantino'd you with the bad part. But now that you know John Travolta's been shot, now let me tell you why he deserved it, okay, and why we built up to this thing. So I, you know, for Father's Day, I got this. I have traveled so much this summer, so much more than I did last summer. I mean, people who follow the podcast know it's been chess camps. It's been, you know, random events in in St. Louis and, and New York and just weird stuff going on that's outside of my normal Danny sits in front of a green screen for chess.com. But um, so my wife got me a hand grinder, a Hario, uh, a Hario mill skirton, a hand. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that, you know, the model Hario, you know, the model is it this, is it the the skinny one? Um, I, I, no, it's not really that skinny. It's got a little glass bottle on the bottom of it. You can set it up for n- numerous different, you know, levels of of you know, from really fine to kind of medium, whatever you want that that grind to be. And um, another good thing happened where Luke is traveling right now, so I had to pick up his mail, and I got I got my hands on a bag of his blue bottle subscription. Right, Mine. So he, okay. Thank first you. of all, he knows that I'm using it. All right, so calm down, people who are like, "This is like worse than stealing someone's reservation at a restaurant." Right? They say table for two, and you were there with your wife, and you're just like, "I'll take it." Right? <laughs> and you make it up. That, well, not so, only did you creep into Luke's house one time to go make coffee early in the morning, but now you're literally <laughs> people are like, "Danny, you, who? How does Luke still have a relationship with you?" No, no, he wanted me to pick up his mail. And he winked at me like, you know, I don't expect you to drink that coffee, winky face. So, you know, that's like permission for Papa Bear to do his thing. And uh, oh, yeah. So anyway, so I hand grinded myself a cup of Joe this morning. And it was the first time I had that whole Chemex experience in my house because we know I've been roughing it. I've been I've been stealing. I've been a coffee snob who's been I've been a, I've been a coffee snob who's been forced to slum it longer than he ever wanted to. And and I enjoy the bleep out of my 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 really good cups of Joe when I get it and it's it's changed my life. But anyway, so I'm just so excited about my Hario. I hand grinded some blue oh bottle goodness. stuff. It I, the game changed this morning. This morning the game changed, Mots. That's what happened. What was the what was the brew method then? Like how did you do a pour over? Did you have like a pot? Like what what's going on? Because I I need to know because I got some care so, packages yeah, incoming so got- to the. the red- I did a pour over, but it's not exactly the best kind of pour. It's not the kind where you need like the long, um, the long kind of neck where you get like the ideal kind of uh, pour over where you where you mix it around. But I've got I've got myself like kind of a swan. plastic swan. Yeah, it's not a swan neck. Um, I got myself like also kind of a plastic cup over like it's it's not ideal. It's not like the ideal single cup 
Um, you you MacGyvered it. That's what you're I, saying. I MacGyvered it. I ba- you know I grabbed a I grabbed a, a toothpick and a uh, paper clip and some and some toothpaste and before you know it I had Chemex myself some coffee and um <laughs> so I, I bet ba- you know I heated up some water I I put the plastic cup over a single mug I hand grinded the bleep out of it uh, very fine I poured it dude the reason why you have to get the Swan neck I've learned it, Luke told me is because that's the best way to get it to really bloom and and to get the you know the coffee to kind of bloom and boil up but i did this thing so delicately that i got it to bloom even with kind of the heavy the heavy mouth pour the big stout you know oh nice so i was Yo, the you get big those spout. fresh fresh beans you get those fresh fresh beans yeah. they're ready for you they're ready just to soak it all in and just yeah let it all so out that, so it was so great and i even had my wife like smell the coffee because she got this thing for me for father's day with the kids and she pretended to appreciate it and anytime i can get my wife is um my wife is amazing, and she has zero patience pretending to make other people feel better about things, which in the beginning of our relationship was like a struggle for me. I'm like, honey, like, why can't you not be so mean to everybody? <laughs> but no, but no, no. she just like – she pretends very rarely for me in our marriage at this point, 12 years deep and four kids later. And, and I actually really appreciate that part of her personality where she's just like very much like you know exactly how she feels. She's just like a big truth teller. Like she doesn't – doesn't tell people what they want to hear and so especially not me and so she tells them what she thinks and so this time she pretended to like the coffee smell she's not a coffee drinker so it was Mm. it was like it was a it was just mind-blowing in my marriage that she would go out of her way to not openly resent me so it was just um anyway so that's how proud i am today of of what happened in my house so i just had to share that that's a good day because also I, i was i was also roasting uh not too long ago in the house and i go heather like how do you do because she's heather's a coffee drinker but not heavily like me but now not only like when you make a cup of coffee it lingers and it's around for a bit but when i roast coffee Mm. like that is a different type of smell and it is there for like 24 hours i was like how do you like that smell she's like i love it i was like "Mm mm-hmm but i i was appreciative (laughs) that she was continuing me uh to let me actually roast my beans i was very excited about it no i'm very excited for you yeah, I'm very so, excited for you because this means more energy, yeah. um, more than you even have. This means a happier Danny, and um, I also enjoy that those beans are not going to waste because yeah. uh, a bean that is sitting around is a sad bean. It deserves to be sad. bloomed and yeah. uh, enjoyed properly. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, so that was it. It was a hand, you know, so again, I had this thing since Father's Day, just couldn't get to it, wanted to enjoy it. I, I flew in last night from... Uh, St. Louis turnaround. We'll get to that later as far as why chess matters or doesn't matter. But I was at the Singfield Cup, which is the biggest event in the United States. Google right now, everybody. I'll give you a link actually here in the chat in the uh, in the show notes. But the Singfield Cup, um, spelled exactly like you can't sound it out, S-I-N-Q-U-E-F-I-E-L-D. Um, and uh, I flew in late last night, drove up from Phoenix Sky Harbor, got to Makasa, and uh, decided to spend the day at home working. Um and and that's my next topic is my kids have suddenly become interesting people again. Cool. What I, wait, I know you're they thinking, stopped like, becoming interesting? Right, where the, did, did they ever stop? Well, you know, the thing is when you have when you have kids, it's like you, it's you know they're all so busy and they're amazing and they're like like I've said they're toys with artificial intelligence you watch them grow you try not to screw it up that much you're just there for them it's you know you do everything you can but sometimes you fall into a rhythm where like I think over a few months you maybe stop appreciating their adorableness never really but you like maybe like sometimes moments of clarity hit you and you're just conscious of the fact that oh my gosh like Talia the one year old just learned a new trick and you know we talked about last week how she thinks she speaks cow now she can tell Tell people to go away, 
which is amazing. <laughs> like she tells That's people like, yeah, and she's only one. She's like, go away. And, <laughs> and if people are trying to kiss her, she says, go away. And I think it's, al- it I think it's hilarious, <laughs> but actually, no, the most interesting thing is Nash, Nash in middle school is actually starting to bring home like some really challenging homework, which is good for him. And it's enjoyable when, uh, when we're actually, you know, reading through like Hemingway stuff and he's got like a pretty, you know, a pretty decent assignment of like, you know, reading old man in the sea and, and translating, you know, the, you know, the, uh, the symbolic meaning of, of the struggle, you know, and the relationship between the old man and the boy and just everything, right? And that kind of stuff is right up my alley. Like any sort of – I have a master's in BS. You know, I was born with a PhD in in, 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 in total crap, and and that's my thing. Like Sean is really good at math. I'm really good at like, you know, those types of projects. And I, I mean all jokes aside, I actually just – I was the kind of kid who was failing science because I was up all night reading all the King's Men. I just never was into school, but I love – literature i love learning and so this sort of homework he's getting has just like really piqued my interest where he comes home and i'm like hey like what do you got today like what's going on (laughs) he's got this one teacher dude who's just that teacher who you just love who's just challenging him and giving him all kinds of crazy stuff to write about so anyway that's that's my 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 danny kids update i won't i won't bore the audience anymore but it was really fun actually to to see that the kids are interesting i love I love that. And it's interesting, too, because kind of hearing through the summer, the events that unfolded now back in school, because it's kind of this down period where like they're gone most of the day. And then sometimes you're home, sometimes you're gone and you're like, oh, what am I going to do? And then you kind of are like, oh, all right. But then when they start doing these super interesting things, but then their instructors and their teachers are giving all this stuff that your, you know, your interest is invoked. It kind of just sparks this other part of your brain that isn't there the other parts of the day. You know what I mean? Which is super interesting. I got, you know, I got to I got to tell you. Um, it's not quite as interesting as those books or the new coffee setup, but yeah. we did talk about the smoke and this week, literally I had to do something about it. And I told you I went out bike riding and I just did my normal thing. No big deal. But I wanted to make sure that when I was home and when I was sleeping, we were sleeping, that okay. we were treating our bodies right. And this is something I wanted to do for a long time. And this is ridiculous because here's what you do. It's hot outside. And what do you go do? You go buy a $40 fan from Walgreens and you cool yourself down. That's what people right, do. Right. And then if it's if you got allergens in the air, what do you go do? You buy a $40 air purifier from the store and, and you go set that up, right? That's what you do. Right. That's not what James does. Okay. What James does I'm literally looking at my out. crappy I'm, I'm looking at my crappy room fan and my twenty dollar humidifier as you say that. So go ahead. Yep. And I go, no, that's two things. I want one thing. I want one thing that does both things. And I <laughs> We'll spend whatever it takes to do this. Now, I, I've been eyeing. Now, I own, I own, my, I own myself a, a Dyson vacuum, and I got this off of Woot Refurbished a long time ago, and it is awesome because it's like an X-Wing. It just goes, it sucks up everything. It's amazing. This is on top of that. Like that. Yeah, it's good. And this is on top of the the Eufy, right? Eufy going around clean. I got all sorts of cleaning going on, but no air cleaning. So I'm a big Dyson fan. For a long time, I've wanted to pick up one of these Dyson fans. You know the fans. They're like, they don't even have blades. They're bladeless. Like, how does this even work? It doesn't make any sense. It's from the future. And it's stupid because they're like $500. It's, it's stupid. But one of our friends had it, and she was telling us about it. And I was like, well, they can't have it. I got to have one too. Because <laughs> I can't just go out and buy a fan. If they come over, embarrassing. I got to at least be on their level. So I, I have a... I'm like... I have a plant in my room, 
which okay. is a lemon balm um, insert naturopathic holistic but slightly pretentious comment about what it does. Um, <laughs> okay. People that people that are really into like you know it's like vegans. Um, nothing wrong with being a vegan, but you know judging someone's anyway. Okay, I'm digressing too much, but let's just say I have a, I have a, I have a plant. I have a humidifier and I have a fan and um and that's okay, you know. But it is honestly as I'm as I'm talking to you right now. This is a rare time I'm recording actually from my bedroom. But like I said, I work from home today. It's pretty hot in my bedroom actually. So I'm I'm super. Is this is this Dyson silent? Does it also not make noise? So here's the thing. So the Dyson, there is a fan, and then there is the Coolink air purifier fan with the smartphone app, which was the app that I just checked on, and our air condition inside the apartment, good. Unreal. It was fair. It was bad the other night because I had the doors open. And so this thing is connected to the internet. Now, well, there's a no, whole I'm, story I'm for how I even looking at this thing, and I'm not convinced that if you put your hand through one of those holes, you might be zapped to the second dimension. Like, I'm not convinced <laughs> yeah, that that's not a thing that happened. I, I have a link in the show notes, and it's bananas. So we had to go to 18 different Best Buys to get this. And because here was here was James Saturday night. It's hot. I'm in your like, – you're in the room, right? You're hot. You're like, oh, I wish I had a fan that was kind of silent and like, purify this air. Let me go on Amazon. Tuesday, ugh, heaven forbid I have to wait 36 hours to get this. No Prime Now, no next day delivery. So I go on BestBuy.com, order it half an hour away, rent a zip car, get there. They're like, sorry, we can't find it. What? You can't find it, right? But they're closing. So I can't go anywhere else. So the next day I get up and Heather's like, don't order it, whatever. The heat wave's going to be over. The air's going to be fine, whatever. I was like, ordered it, happened. 30 hours north this time, um, 30 minutes, I mean, 30 minutes north this time to the other Best Buy, they have it. We bring it home, oh, connect yeah. it to the internet. I'm so excited. This thing, it's on auto mode right now. So it's auto doing whatever. And it has 10 different settings. It has a night mode. So it turns it down a little bit. You can go all the way up to 10. And like, it's pretty, it's it's way quieter. We have a Vornado uh, one as well. And it's way quieter than that. But like, it's magic because there's no moving fans. You can just put your hand right through there. In fact, how you clean it is you just take a cloth and you just like clean the inside of it. You're like, what is yeah. going on? I don't understand. <laughs> and it's just like sucking stuff into the HEPA filter. And like, I feel good about my life all of a sudden, but I spent way too much money on it. You but know what's amazing though is the more you describe this, it sounds like once somebody commits to the mental uh, state of mind that they're going to buy one of these things, it's almost like $500 isn't enough. Like they could have been charging you $699, 700 bucks, and you're in. still going to buy it, right? Because once in. you're committed to, I mean, I understand now, and you describe also, I mean, you just went full retail. As Robert Downey Jr. says, you never go full retail. And um, that's a Tropic Thunder reference for those who didn't get it. I have Sometimes I have to note what my obscure pop culture references are, because if you don't get it, I'm Great. upset. Um, yeah, so you, you, went, you just went full retail. You went to a retail oh. store over Amazon, and then you know what you did when they didn't have it? You went to a second retail store. And, and <laughs> I so rented you, another Zipcar. You just I spent $60 on Zipcars. If there's anything Tom Hanks taught us in Forrest Gump, you never go full retail. So um, anyway, that's and awesome. You know what I did? You know what I did, though, when I got there? I'm not going to lie. They go, all right, um, here you go. We scan it. I was like, mm, can you price match Amazon.com real quick? And they're like, ugh, fine. <laughs> Stuck it to them. <laughs> they're like, give me my sixty bucks off. They're like, you're the reason we're going out of business in five years. But okay, um, we're, we're, we're the worst. Anyway. Yeah. 
yeah. the price. Well, makes. you know, as, as exciting as that is, and technology did save the day in that case, and as long as you don't get sucked through the through the dimension portal that is this Dyson I'm looking at, um, you know, in some cases, technology does not save the day. Sometimes it ruins our lives, and I actually have a great one for next week. Next one, I, next week, I want to switch. I want to choose the topic about technology. Because as you're discussing nice. this, it's bringing up a topic in my mind that I read this week during my travels. Um, just a really interesting article that I happened to, to catch my eye. So I'm going to surprise the fans. This is a cliffhanger. Tune in next week to see what happens when Danny chooses the topic of why technology is ruining our lives and Mots chooses why chess doesn't matter. But Mots, what's going on with tech this week? Oh my goodness, so awesome stuff. And this is something that's been around for a, uh, a few weeks now. I'm super excited about it. And a lot of our talks recently have been around AI and machine learning and kind of computers taking over the world. But in this instance, when I think about the world of artificial intelligence and machine learning, it's a scary topic. But Microsoft, the company I happen to work for, we released this amazing application, happened to be built, built with Xamarin, which is super cool, called Seeing AI. And the actual team um, that made this, Saeb and the, his team, Saeb is actually blind. And this is an application for um, anyone that has low vision, for the low vision community that helps them essentially harness the power of AI and with the camera of a smartphone will transcribe text, documents, products. It'll even identify people, but it will even identify scenes. So you can take a photo. And I did this. I was at this booth and I was working this booth um recently and I had a laptop up and it said it said laptop powered on sitting on a desk like it was that close to it, it was so crazy and then they're even going to have currency identification too which is obviously really important if you're if you have, if you're seeing impaired actually going to other countries and knowing the actual currency that's in your wallet but you just have a smartphone you pull out this application in real time it scans and it's using machine learning and you can put in all of your friends and all this stuff and it knows who it is and like i even just did my myself like it was holding me up and like i held it up and it was like it was like 31 year old male with brown hair and i was like what oh my How, gosh like, it was it was spot on. It was crazy. So if you watch some of these videos on the Seeing AI, web, AI, AI website, you'll see Sayab there, and you'll see like the short text demo. You'll see the currency, all this stuff. It is bonkers, and it blows my mind because it's things where people are scared of AI and intelligence and all this stuff. But this stuff is really helping people, and it's mind blowing. I I love it. it it's okay. it's it's absolutely. It brings like happiness and tears and, and happy tears to my eyes to see the technology combined to help people like that. So f full disclosure for um, the fans of this of this uh, podcast. So Mats and I really don't talk about these topics before the show starts. And so I click on this link and my, my reaction is, is pretty – it's genuine here. It's always genuine. But like honestly, this looks amazing and also super scary. So rapid fire Danny stream of consciousness. This reminds me of that Hitchcock movie. What's the movie where the dude – takes a picture from the window and like captures the murderer no no no, no, no. it's not psycho it's hitch it's it's where he he's disabled and he's uh, a rare he's a, that's and he's yeah and he's a bird watcher yep right and he ends up he ends up like basically catching this murder on camera right mm-hmm and he and the murderer sees who he is, but he's disabled. So like now he can't get away in the whole drama there. The thing that this reminded me of is someone catches something on the phone that they didn't know they were seeing. Uh, yeah. It's true. Yeah. And then and then the plot thickens and scene. OK, and scene. so maybe it's not a murder, but maybe they catch something they didn't intend to read. And that's a mm. mind blowing experience. Like, is this possible with this technology as it currently stands? 
I mean, it totally could be. They they were demoing kind of the next generation of this. Like their vision for this is for like some sort of glasses to be incorporated where they're just looking at glasses into doing this in real time, not even on a phone. You know what I so mean? So like this is beyond Google Glass and the creepers that bought that, right? No, I'm kidding. Um, this is like <laughs> – this is a – by the way, I heard that Google Glass is really making a resurgence in the um, – in like the – you know. Um, industrial market like uh very widely used in ge like uh, as far as like product development and people that are actually in factories because of the functionality of the glass to you know help with like safety features and quickly find like tools and resources so i I read this whole article about that which was kind of cool to know that google glass normally google of course their goal is to always make everything appeal to the mass market immediately but it's it looks like google glass has actually not gone away just the regular consumer doesn't know about it you you know about this because you're kind of in that in that world yeah, you know, it's interesting. We have our HoloLens, you know, from Microsoft and it's, you know, we have dev kits and stuff like that off. But I mean, while we show a lot of cool, fancy consumer things like games and like seeing stuff from the windows, I like think really the actual use case for this is warehouses and and, and product management and, and, you know, incoming receiving and shipping right. and, and right. safety, things like that. That's totally the use case for these things. And yeah, I mean, I think quite a few demos of Google Glass with that and just people navigating around and some really cool things with it. And I think because it's getting a lot cheaper for them to produce, they can really roll these out because it's tied to a phone. The nice thing with the HoloLens is actually it's a computer on your head. So in so, general, yeah, you can I mean, actually I, place I, things. Right. And I'm not trying to change the subject, although I already did that with the Hitchcock reference. But yeah, to me, this all just reminds me of of this same sort of like genre. I mean, it's not quite Google Glass in its initial release, but this sort of, you know, artificial intelligence right you're seeing with improved intelligence like you're in an iron man suit or like you're a terminator and you see how they see and it explains you're looking at a a you know male caucasian like five nine he's an imminent threat to you or whatever right like the terminator <laughs> yeah, would right i mean yeah. like you're kind of talking about so like when you describe that it's like the future idea that somebody would catch something on camera with their with their artificially intelligent device that they didn't even know they were looking at so that's where my brain went with it i don't know even know what that means about me like what kind of psycho am i but that that's where i went with that take it to the next level right where these devices can always be on so maybe not only is it doing this in real time but it's recording things and it's you know doing things like that in in uh in some sense where it's like oh it's detected danger or right. it could That's actually report saying. back to police. That's crazy. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm anyway, saying. Anyway, it's yeah. super cool. So go check out the videos. <laughs> it's awesome. But I mean, you know what is not an imminent uh, threat to, to anything? Chess. I mean, speak, speak for yourself. Okay. <laughs> speak for yourself about chess. <laughs> check not, Chess is an imminent threat to my marriage. I'll tell you that. Um, but all right, go ahead. <laughs> That's it. Chess. So why is chess an imminent threat to everything this week? <laughs> why, why? No, okay. So, uh, yeah, we're we're having a good time here. No, they. It's funny. Okay, so obviously on the on the topic of artificial intelligence, you know, we we we've talked about that in the chess world. You talk about Vichy and Non and the Magnus documentary and how much chess engines and their, you know, the, what a lot of people don't know. Just to stay on this topic real quick about the. The computers, in terms of when they first came on the scene, the announcements and the prophecies were made that the computers were here to kill chess. And so for certainly most of the new listeners to this podcast and even most of like our fans and, and members at chess.com, like don't really know the history, right? Because, okay, so I was, I was I born in 85, but you know, I was really coming into my own as far as getting into chess at a high level around like the late nineties, um, 
And what a lot of people don't know is as engines really were preparing these matches and changing the game, there were a lot more draws than there had ever been before. And people thought that was because both sides had the same engines. They were all playing the exact best moves. And it was it was slowly strangling the creativity out of the game because of the unwillingness to take risk due to the fear you would be punished by the you know, you would be punished by someone's by someone's study they had done at home, not even their not even their critical thinking over the board. But mm, got it. what happened is, you know, after some initial world championship matches, I mean, guys like Anand, you know, even though he's the villain in that Magnus documentary, took the artificial intelligence that engines were bringing in their new approach to the game, and they, they they resurfaced old lines that were thought to be bad, but now the engines had found a new idea, and they, they, they started playing positions that were thought to be dubious, but due to tactical resources that humans didn't see, and, and, and humans started, yes, they started playing more like engines, but... As, as the engine, uh, the TCEC, which is the Computer World Championship every year has proven, they beat each other. Like, the best engines beat each other. Yes, out of 100 games, they draw, like, 85, but there's enough decisive results to show that even at the highest, highest levels of chess understanding, like we've said, we put a man on the moon, but artificial intelligence has not killed a game with that many billions of possibilities, which is so cool, and, and it shows that, you know, there is still creative thinking, even for those those entities, them being artificially intelligent engines that don't have creative thinking in the same way that we think about it, or intuition. So, anyway, I digress a little bit, but that's just, like, a super curious thing and um and it's actually the main topic of like Kasparov's new book that he's you know pumping and his battle with with machines and IBM and Deep Blue and so anyway, artificial intelligence is a big part of chess but what else is a big part of chess is big pieces so <laughs> see how I did <laughs> that transition that was a transition like a pro like whoa um so if you click on this video right here, you're going to see that this week we released due to some awesome activities that were going down in St. Louis. Um, I've already mentioned a couple of times I was there. This is what chess is about. Chess is combining exercise, physical confrontation. One of the arbiters who's there to help monitor the clock gets headbutted by one of the players. We got to have a direct link to the timeline of that in the, in the show notes, Mots, where he just goes down, right? Yeah, um, yeah I'll do that. And then, um, and then we've got, you know, we've got a CrossFit battle. Um, I'm a big CrossFit. It's one of the few like regular passions and things in my daily life that we really haven't jumped into on the show yet. Mots is my obsession with CrossFit um, and uh, my daily extra. But that's a that's a whole other thing. But uh, me and Jen Shahadi, who is a, a well-known chess broadcaster, she's great, and and she and I did a little chess workout. She's actually just had a baby, so. She she, this was like, you know, kind of an intensive workout for her. Um, and, um, you know, so we did some we did some burpee blitz where you've got to do like a burpee for every pawn and you got to do nine push-ups for the queen because she's worth nine points. And then you got to do five thrusters for the rook. So we did some exercise and chess combined. Um, we um, like we did these giant chess battles with these chess bras where someone got headbutted. So chess can be big. People say chess isn't an active sport. It's not a physical sport. You know, chess is an imminent threat to the safety of arbiters who are there to monitor and help with events, apparently, when it comes to this giant chess thing we did. So anyway, so check on that. That's really the only thing that was big and new this week in chess besides the Singfield Cup, which I mentioned, which is kind of the um, kind of the flagship event for the U.S. these days. This big event that takes place in St. Louis. Magnus Carlsen's there, and um, I was there. I played Played the chess bras, you'll see. Played Jen Shahadi, who's a big commentator. And then I played Maxime Bachet-Legrave, who's number five in the world and number one in France. But that video is not out yet. So um, I won't foreshadow it too bad, but let's just say he kicked my ass. I can say ass, <laughs> right? Okay. Yeah, you can say that. He's referring he, he, to your he, he actual just, bottom. 
yeah, he destroyed me. He destroyed me. So you'll see those videos. Everybody loves watching Danny get humiliated. I left my dignity in San Francisco, and uh, and I got and I got my butt kicked. So, um, so that's why chess doesn't matter or does matter this week, Motsi. More giant chess. I gotta I gotta tell you, I saw those videos come up on YouTube, and I fell in love because. I always see those giant chess pieces all sometimes not at all not all the time, but every once in a while I see it. In fact, when I was in Norway, I, I took some photos or a backdrop of one of the Blunders podcasts and I've always wanted to play them, but I love how you guys are playing speed chess with them. And then then I didn't even see the the Burpees challenge one with Jessica or whatever. And it blew my mind. You guys are ridiculous. And we can we can definitely want so here's a quick story for everyone. I one time went crossfitting with Danny and Luke. And it was one, the one last time, time. One time at band camp, one time at CrossFit camp. It was terrible. Um, actually, it was super a good group of people. I don't know if you're still going to the same CrossFit area, but I went. I'm a weakling. I cycle. That's all I can do. I'm not a weakling because I cycle. I'm just a weakling because I don't do anything with weights. But I did have quite a bit of funk. So there's a good group of people there. But I, I don't know. I just I. When just running and moving, uh, I'm not about that life. Dude, I, I hear you. Up. And you know, the thing I like about CrossFit actually has nothing to do with the weightlifting or the there are aspects of it that it's you know the heavy aspects of CrossFit are built on or they're based on Olympic weightlifting techniques. So um, anybody who knows anything about Olympic weights, um, it's a specific type of weightlifting. Yes, you do like bench, you bench press, like yo, bro, like look at me in the mirror, bro, I'm bench pressing. So there's there's like <laughs> that bro stigma of like people that lift weights and um, there are there is some bench pressing, there's some heavy deadlifting, but overall the techniques are built on the concepts of like Metcon. So it's all cardio with weights. And so it's about finding that nice middle ground where you're lifting something that's, that's not really heavy in the first round, but then by the third and fourth rounds, you're like, whoa, but Jesus. Right. And so that's kind of the, 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 the sweet spot of a CrossFit workout. And, um, Anyway, I think I'm attracted to it, dude, because I have always hated the gym environment. You go there and it's a bunch of girls that like, you know, hardly need to work out and they're there to just like be ogled and a bunch of dudes who are just walking around looking at their arms in the mirror. And I was like, the gym is gross. That's how I've always felt just like straight up. So if you're one of those people, just I've never been attracted to the gym environment where you spend half your time wandering and making conversations about protein powder. You know, it's just not my thing. But but CrossFit, I show up. And somebody says, do this for a half an hour and then get the bleep out of here. And I'm like, yes, sir. That's what yeah, that's I want. Nice. Like, yeah, I, 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 I don't, I'm so type A. I want to get in and get out. Like, I want to show up and it's written on the board exactly what I'm supposed to do. And then I don't have to waste any time wondering, well, I worked out my arms. Am I now supposed to find balance working out my legs? Like, I don't need to do that because they do it for me. They design the workouts to be full body workouts. So somebody just says, Danny, do this and then get out of here. And I love that. That's why I do CrossFit. Well, you know, that's why I like that's That's why I like going to spin class, because right. when I go cycling, you know what I do? I avoid all hills. I don't want to go on hills, but you know right. when I go into spin class, they're, they're like, "Hey, you know, go faster, crank it up. This is heavier, right? You're right. going, you're going through sand right now. Like, I don't ever want to cycle through sand, but now I have right. to because <laughs> right. told me so. yeah, it's you're driving down, and there's a choice: sand or pavement. I mean, there's a clear choice you're making, right? But then someone makes you, yeah. exactly, yeah. So you got to do it. Well, I got to ask one thing. Because last week I didn't get to ask you any personal questions um, when it comes to chess as an international master. And this week we've been talking so much about computers and AI and trusting the computer. One thing that I found myself is you told me that, hey, did you know that you can look at openings? Or did you know that as you're playing chess, if you're playing not, um, you know, if you're playing daily chess, you right. can actually look at what the computer recommends. Yep. But 
I keep doing this and I keep going down different paths of should I actually be trusting what this thing is telling me? And if I keep trusting it, am I losing parts of my identity? Like how, how do you so that's as an great, international mando handle this? Okay, that's a – did you call me an international mando? Uh, an international mando man hunk and master. <laughs> I thought you just said mando instead of master. I wasn't even trying to refer to like man hunk, but I swore I just heard mando. Like – Anyway, that, I don't know if that happened or not. If not, I'm sorry. Somebody's going to back up the podcast right now and check whether that was the case. Um, so, okay, first of all, to clarify one thing you just said, just because the semantics are important, you are not allowed to check what a live computer engine thinks. If you go to chess.com slash analysis right now and mm-hmm. input a position, you will get mm-hmm. the most the, the strongest open source engine available to mankind, which is currently like Stockfish 8, you will get that computer giving a live opinion on your position. That is cheating. And that is something that we are literally, we literally close hundreds of accounts for cheating every week. Um, yeah, and I don't do that. I only do it during the, so what I do is, what I'm doing is when I do daily chess. So not live right. chess, daily chess. Right, which and is you're like, going hmm. to the openings. You're not using chess.com slash analysis. No, exactly. So I just wanted to clarify no. that, though, because um, just because while you were talking, if there's anybody who's listening who, like, actually is, like, a power user, they'd be like, wait, did Danny just endorse cheating? No, I did not. You are not. I mean, and if the thing that's great about our algorithms and what we do to catch cheaters it, is we've been able to, um, you know, develop statistical metrics and, and, and it is proprietary information. So I can't share the full confidential system, um, even though this may not be the target audience that would take advantage of it. But let's just say it's based on measuring the probability of how often a human being is capable of playing like an engine um, from the best mm. human beings to the worst human beings and we are able to statistically measure whether somebody is cheating so what that does is it allows us to remove the method where maybe someone literally uses chess.com slash analysis and we can detect instantly the person cheated in terms of tracking or they think they're being really smart because they use a separate computer we are able to measure um, what they're doing and we make decisions accurately based on that that's just my quick hey this is Danny's quick um, real quick public statement on cheating so don't do it don't use live analysis engines I literally just closed the diamond member who was talking smack against me so even if they're paying members we don't care cheating comes first so yeah, uphold the integrity of the game but openings you are now if you actually have your daily chess game open right now mods there's a there's a little um, message in the notation like to the right of the board there's there's moves you played and when you're in the opening stage it tells you hey you're playing the nimzo indian you're playing the Rui lopez you're playing this if you click on that message it it takes you direct it's a hyperlink to open up um, that position in our tools that are legally uh, allowed to be used. Our, our openings explorer and our master games databases, you are allowed in a daily chess game, which is just, it's just modern versions of correspondence chess where people would make moves by mail. You are allowed to access any information available on our site at chess.com slash openings or chess.com master games. Um, so how, so the, to back to your question. So here's what I recommend right now at your stage, two things are critical. One, be consistent. Like, don't play something new and funky every time thinking, oh, I'm just going to try this out. That you're, 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 um, 
the the band of which you will improve is is much shorter right like that trajectory is much is much sharper when you start getting the moment you start getting positions you've seen before suddenly pattern recognition kicks in and you're able to make decisions based on previous experiences which if you think about you know a life comparison to chess that's where chess is great right i mean if you can start making decisions based on okay i've been here before and x y and z didn't work the moment that starts happening to a chess player is the moment you're really becoming a chess player and improving so so use the openings but you know you you always joke about the lopez keep playing the lopez keep playing the same stuff so like that's the first piece of advice even if you're using openings or if you're just playing a live chess game and you're not allowed to use those resources try to commit to a repertoire a repertoire is not because your repertoire is better than you know some great grandmasters but because it's your repertoire it allows you to start getting positions you've seen before and that will make you better whether you're using resources or not so that's my first answer the second answer is you're right that you don't want to overuse it once you're committed to positions and you click on the opening what i recommend is this like you go to the opening you go through it you see what what the popular moves were okay these guys have played this okay this is what's been played and then you go back to your game and you try to just start and then you just make your own decision because what happens is if we're always trying to remember or play what the encyclopedia of chess openings tells us you're constantly trying to pull a rabbit out of your hat in your mental process and not actually trying to use your critical thinking which is going to make you a better chess player so you want to have a balance of use the resources that are available but once you've spent a little time going over what the popular moves were go back and make your own decision and as long as you keep playing the same positions consistently, you're going to get opportunities to improve upon your previous mistakes. And and that and that critical thinking process that happens there was what really makes you a better chess player, not the opening moves itself. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Because m- once I found that thing, and that's exactly what I'm talking about, is is especially it's a lot easier even in the app. It, even, it, it puts it in the same page and overlays it, which is super cool. And you know, once I found it, I was just like, oh, I'll just like, what is the, com- what does the computer recommend? What is the computer? Re- I'll just do what I'll do whatever the computer tells me. And then I started thinking after like about a week or two, I was just like, am I just doing whatever the computer is telling me? And am I actually playing the game? You know, and I wanted to play the game, but I like how you said it because I do feel like one thing that I understand, like I was playing a lot of like Mario Kart or I play a lot of Splatoon. And I'm what I'm doing is I'm trying out each weapon. I'm saying, how is each weapon try? You know, how does it work? Right? Uh, what does each cart do in Mario Kart? Okay, I like this one. I like Toad with this one. This is my combo. I know this. I know this course. I'm playing it. Like I'm, I'm building up that that muscle memory of my mind of saying, all right, when I see this incoming, this is what this is. And I can start reacting accordingly um, with it if I see other people with these weapons or whatever with it. So that makes a lot of sense and and treat it that way. Because I felt like I was going down this rabbit hole of, all right, all right, I'm computer, computer, and then the computer runs out of suggestions. And I'm like, uh, now what do I do? Because I've not been playing, but I actually want to play the game. You may so have just made like you may have just made the world's first truly accurate and applicable comparison of chess to Mario Kart. So I, if I was there, dude, big hugs, virtual hugs coming <laughs> your way, virtual kisses. Well, you're right. That's exactly that's what nice. it is. Put yourself in a position you're familiar with, but you still got to race the race, baby girl. You so do um, that was that was like maybe the greatest way we've ever ended a show. Chess and Mario Kart. I love how it. chess how is every... how chess like Mario Kart. I love that. How chess is like. Yeah, uh, it is. It, I mean, yeah, I, the more I think about it. Yeah, I'm right. I'm pretty genius. You're welcome. Hashtag <laughs> the more, you know, Danny, the more I think about it, you're right. I did do something brilliant right there. So <laughs> boom. Oh, my goodness. 
Danny, this has been a great week. I missed you. You were traveling like crazy. I'm so glad that we we put this together. Mario Kart in action. You know, next time I come in, we're going to play some serious Mario Kart. I'm going to throw are. some toe down. And then I'm gonna lose yeah, a chest. Donkey Kong with um with the with the motorbike, and then I get the eight ball flag. Like that's kind of my deal. I get like kind of the fat tires, not the skinny tires. That's my that's my jam for Mario Kart. Oh man, I'm so, so different. I do Toad. I'm lightweight. Toad. I do standard cart, just like like you Whoa. know, just normal cart. And then I do I like really colorful like parachute things. Like I'm really about that with skinny tires. Like yeah. skid all over the place. Wow. All right. We couldn't there be any go. more different, but gosh darn adorable. Oh, man, we're different, but we go together like any good odd couple. So let's remind everybody where they can find this odd couple. Search the web. Yes, you know, you you can search the internets for Daniel Wrench, for James Montemagno. You can find him at Daniel Wrench. I'm at James Montemagno. The show, Blunders.fm, you can contact us. You can reach out at any time. Leave comments on the show. There's a contact form to reach out to us. And subscribe. Yes, that's right. Subscribe on your favorite podcast application. If you're using Overcast, hit that like button. If you're using Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. That'd be super awesome. A lot of people have, and that really helps us out. We would love you forever. Yep. iOS reviews get big virtual fist bumps. I mean, that's we could also pay you in another currency known as um, uh, cloud bucks, but it's not transferable. So um, anyway, good talk. Motsi, love you, baby. Have a good week. Love you too. I'm out. Kisses. 